The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show coming to you through the miracle of the internet. My name is Craig Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at Mission Control, making a sound good today, celebrating his 67th birthday today. Happy birthday to Phil Collins. Ah. It's a big birthday day, by the way. I had you could have been uh, Christian Bale, mm. could have been Kid Cudi, sure. You could have been FDR. Hey, all right, FDR. Okay. Uh, but I didn't want to do president back to back. Ah, yeah. Um, we had too much fun with presidential history corner yesterday. Yeah, Wilmer Valderrama. Yeah, it's a it's a big. It's a big day for birthdays. Okay. Dick Cheney is 77. Sure. Okay. Happy birthday, Dick Cheney. Peter Crouch is 37. Hey, The guy legs. who everyone was absolutely sure they could turn into a soccer player. Bambi on ice. It's amazing. Anyway, happy birthday to all those people. You ever, you ever heard my favorite Peter Crouch quote? Here we go. Peter Crouch, for those who don't know, is like a 6'7 dude who weighs 130 pounds, who they turned into a center forward in soccer basically because he was taller than everyone could and they're saying, the And they're saying, why don't we kick it up to the it's, – yeah. it's the same idea of having like yeah. a 6'9 receiver on the outside. Right. You just throw it up to and him. And he's, he's just a big, goofy, awkward guy, right? And my favorite quote from Peter Crouch is someone asked him, what would you have been if you weren't a soccer player? Mm-hmm. And he said, a virgin. Pretty too too real. <laughs> too real. Uh, today is Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. 302 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 700. Yep. 700. Uh, the winning percentage for Jay Powell in his illustrious Texas there Rangers career. A relief pitcher, 125 games, seven wins, three losses from 2002 to 2004. On today's show, guys, we are a week away from National Signing Day, so we will check in on this week in Cruton with our good friend Greg Powers of Next Little Athlete. And then we're going to hear a couple interviews. Uh, Matt Stepp caught up with PSJA Memorial coach David Brown down in the City of Palms Coaches Clinic this weekend. And I caught up with Laban DeLay, the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings at the DFW Coaches Clinic. We'll hear from both those gentlemen coming up here at the back half of the show. But for now, I'm Greg Tupper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Cruden. Powers is here. Hi, Powers. What's up? Uh, It's a a week before National Signing Day. Um, Can you feel the excitement? You know what? I think the first National Signing Day takes a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the second Mm -hmm. National Signing Day. You can never have too many signing days. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> you definitely can have too many signing days. Uh, but, yeah, uh, what I think is most exciting about National Signing Day is a lot of people forget that for some of these kids that go through the process, it's a celebration. It's uh, an opportunity for a lot of guys who wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to maybe go to college to mm-hmm. get to go to college and go to really good schools sure. more often than not as well. So uh, a lot of people hem and haul about, 
their favorite program, getting this guy or that guy. But really, it comes down to National Signing Day is a celebration for a yep. lot of the high schools and the high school prospects who are involved with it. Absolutely. There's a reason that these coaches um, like being there and like having these National Signing Day celebrations right. because for them, for those, for a lot of those high school coaches, this is like a this is like a mission accomplished for them. It's like we got this kid to go to go in, into college and, and they helped get him there. Right. And what you tend to forget about as these guys become big time prospects throughout the process is it starts your freshman year. Freshman year grades are mm-hmm. equally as important as senior year grades and coaches play a huge role in that as soon as these high school prospects step foot on campus and sometimes even before that depending upon uh, their situation and, and everybody's situation is unique and individual. So uh, a lot of work goes into this day. Let's get into this week in Cruton. Uh, you can see the recruit dump at texasfootball.com all of greg powers's insights and analysis we'll start with the prospect on the rise uh, a guy who picked up an offer uh from texas state uh, a leaf taylor uh cornerback cumbrail winters um did i get that right i think so yeah good enough um a leaf taylor uh no stranger to putting out prospects and uh, especially it seems like at the secondary uh, and now here's another one in cumbrail winters who um who is starting to make a splash picked up a he committed to texas state on saturday he actually picked up two offers from Texas State, one from the old staff and one from the new staff. It only took him one day to reconsider or to consider the the new offer from Texas State, picking the Bobcats over uh, Houston and Northwestern State. Houston also offered in January. And watching this kid's film, man, you see that he's really aggressive. He's a guy who has pretty decent size at the cornerback position. And I think this is a good late addition for Texas State, who also added a commitment this week from Jordan Revels at North Shore, who mm-hmm. scored a touchdown in the state championship game. Um, yeah, I think it was – I was trying to remember if it was a touchdown or a two-point conversion, but it was a touchdown, big man touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so Texas State's starting to pull everything together for their signing day next – Wednesday, they didn't sign a whole lot of prospects in the early signing period, so what they've done now is pretty important. They have four guys who are on the list that they expect to sign at this point in the process to add uh, to the ten guys who they signed yeah, and the in thing December. That, the thing that stands out to me when you watch this guy's film is, is that he's physical. I mean, this, right, is a guy who, this is a guy who wants to play he, – he, like I think people think of corners as maybe sometimes kind of soft and just, oh, we're going to run with him and then knock the ball away. This is a guy who, who wants to hit you. He wants to, he wants to play physical. He wants to uh, kind of welcome contact, and, and that's the thing that's really standing out to me on this film. Yeah, and A-Leaf Taylor is a school that produces a lot of good next-level l- prospects, guys who excel in college. Uh, I, I would think that this is a, is a late – in the year steal yeah. to me. I mean, I really liked his tape, his senior tape especially. He led his district in uh, interceptions and had 14 PBUs this year, so you can kind of see that coming through on the tape. Plus, it, he's right that six foot. I mean, it's hard yeah. to find guys that are 5'11", six foot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he also had a 102-yard interception return for a touchdown the Blue-Gray All-American yeah. game. So, uh, The guy, first Blue-Gray All-American Yes, the first one. Certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, there's Combrail Winters uh, from Ailey Taylor, the 2019 kid, who signed with Texas State uh, this weekend. Um, um, let's go to the commit of the week. Uh, go down to Pflugerville Hendrickson, a guy we've known this name for a while. It is Miles Brooks, uh, the safety out of Pflugerville Hendrickson. Uh, another program, no stranger to putting out guys. Uh, but uh, he, uh, boy, Colby Carthel, doing a little work at Stephen F. Austin. How about Stephen F.? The Jacks land Miles Brooks from Pflugerville Hendrickson. And a guy who missed a lot of his senior year um, with an injury, so we're going to be watching his junior tape here. And this is the tape that got him on the radar with a lot of big-time programs actually made his original commitment to Arkansas and I believe that 
first decision came down uh, between Arkansas and Baylor and SMU, mm-hmm. and he picked the Hogs. Um, fell off of that commitment list and had to reconsider some things, and Stephen F. is the school that he thought just stayed loyal to him, stayed by mm-hmm. him, and that's why he made that selection. And, and really what a run it's been for the Jacks. They've added another former Arkansas commit last mm-hmm. week in Carl Williams. They picked up two uh, – other two new commitments in addition to Brooks this week and Jaquarian Turner and uh, Brevin Andrew Randall from Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaquarian Turner, of course, the South Garland running back. So Who is super prolific for, for the Colonels. Right. He's really, really good for them. So they've been adding dudes. I mean, yeah. Uh, listen, Colby Carthel, you know, I, I guess you can flash that national championship ring and say, listen, <laughs> come come win one with us at Stephen F. Austin. But they have certainly made an impact. And, and, and Miles Brooks, again, a guy that, that was on our recruiting radar basically starting as a sophomore. Right. Um, and, and then he it kind of solidified himself as a top prospect as a junior. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned it missed a lot of time with injury as, as a senior. But uh, this is a guy who, um, but, but yeah, Miles Brooks is, is, is making moves, and, and this seems like a really big get for, for us. Well, you see him six foot two, 190 pounds, playing corner. So he's that new age style player who can play multiple positions in a defensive backfield, maybe even grow into a box player with speed and the ability to cover. Uh, SFA might be a little bit of a sleeping giant if they can, t- can continue to recruit at this level. There's a lot of people who are passionate about that program. Absolutely. Uh, it's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpowers79. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at nextleveld1. Okay, let's get into the underclassmen of the week. We were talking about seniors, kids who are going to ink uh, or maybe have already inked, but uh, but we'll, uh, we'll sign on National Signing Day next Wednesday. Uh, but let's go to a guy who's a year away, and that would be Amarillo Tascosa, defender, kind of that edge rusher type uh, in LB Moore. Uh, this guy, um, three new Power 5 offers in a week. That's uh, that's quite a week. Up to four already. Got Kansas <laughs> today right before we went on the air. Jeez. So he's got four Power 5 offers uh, in the last seven, eight days. And how about Amarillo Tascosa, man? They've really started to turn into a Division One recruit-producing powerhouse yeah. out in West Texas. You know, you had Jacoby Lott couple years ago Brandon White and King Doru this year and are going to be following that up with LB Moore and it's might be fair to say that LB might be the best recruit of that bunch Mm -hmm. I think that he's probably has four-star potential Uh, one of the best edge rushers edge rushers I've seen on tape in the 2020 class a true edge rusher Um, and may have gotten his statistics a little bit wrong here got a text in this morning he had 116 Mm. solo and assisted tackles 17 tackles for a loss and 14 and a half sacks in uh, 2018 and in addition to those four offers he's been catching a lot of interest from Alabama uh, Texas and Notre Dame as well so he's a guy who could be exploding onto that national radar very very soon yeah and Uh, you can you can see why I mean this is the guy that that he doesn't that he seems we've seen uh, uh, plays on this film of him with his hand on the ground and also standing up this is a guy who who seems like well you know the versatility is there and and look I mean the size is certainly there too 6'3 215 and a frame uh, that looks like you can hang a little bit more weight on and I love to recruit players who have played for successful teams and Tascosa made a deep march into the playoffs this year a lot of the offensive players got a lot of the headlines but this guy was running game on the defensive side of the football for them and you can see why all these colleges are interested in him these true edge guys are hard to find versatility in that 3-4 or 4-3 now mm-hmm. uh, and I think he could play in either system and that's why you'll see probably all the offers come in when you can play in a 4-3 or a 3-4 I think that's a determining factor on when your offer list goes from 
15 offers to 30 offers. Yeah. Position flexibility and versatility. It's a guy who's going to be uh, going to be exploding onto the scene. Let's go from the panhandle down to San Antonio. Talk about our recruit of the week. Our recruit of the week. Uh, a name you certainly need to know. 2020. Definitely. This is going to stun you guys, but Cibolo Steele's got another another defensive back who's going to be uh, who's going to be pretty good. Jalen Jones uh, picked up an offer from Alabama this week, and uh, uh, look. He was. I know he was the defensive MV, uh, the DB MVP at the at the next level athlete um, uh, top 100 showcase down there in Houston. Uh, you don't luck into that. This kid's a stud. No, and you and you're getting the very first look at our video from this year's camp series. This is the very first one that's went public right here with Jalen Jones, and it doesn't take long to diagnose this film to see what is really special and unique about him six foot two. He has a long frame. He moves extremely well. Stays low in and out of his breaks and can trick can transition seamlessly uh, but what I really love about Jalen Jones is his competitive fire to get better uh, very attentive to all the coaches who are who are teaching him something and even when our scouts went out to his high school uh, practice he wanted to ask them how he could become a better football player become a better recruit that's when you're taking into account he's already got five or six offers I'm actually surprised his offer list isn't bigger I yeah, mean, I think he has a chance. I think he's a top ten recruit in the state. Mm. Uh, has a chance to be one of the top rated defensive backs in this region of the country. Uh, could play safety uh, or corner. I think mm-hmm. he grows into a safety ultimately. Uh, but a really good, really good prospect. But this is a you mentioned the the offer list is growing. Um, right, Alabama, Arkansas, Baylor, Florida, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, um, Texas, and Texas A and M. Um, you just feel like this is this is a train that now is, is starting to head downhill, and, and you're gonna you're gonna start to see these offers pick up. Alabama offers, and it usually opens up a tidal yep. wave of other offers. So, so I speak. wouldn't be surprised to see a, a school like Clemson follow suit. Oklahoma's mm-hmm. not on that offer list yet. Yeah. I, it's kind of surprising. I'm sure the Sooners will jump in soon enough. Uh, but he's already got Georgia and Baylor and Texas and Texas A&M. It'll be at the uh, Texas A&M Super Bowl party, which was a good which was a good invention, I think, by the oh, Aggies yeah. to have a group of highly touted recruits come in to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's really smart. But you see how long he is. I mean, his, his, right. his arms basically touch the ground when you're talking about it. And so this is a kid who certainly uh, you should keep an eye on, Jalen Jones, uh, the defensive back out of Cibolo Steel. So um, next week is National Signing yep. Day. What, what's, what's your National Signing Day like? Well, I mean, it's going to be busy. We're going to have content on the site mm-hmm. kind of covering – and rehashing some of the recruits who signed in the early signing period. The major recruits are going to be signing for some of the in-state schools uh, in the new signing period to kind of rehash and bring together all the classes. Of course, all of the colleges will be having their big signing day press conferences where the coaches will go a little bit more in-depth now that the, the, the classes are actually cemented and solidified. And, you know, one big-time recruit that we'll be having our eye on is Javon Shepard mm-hmm. from North Forest, who's still yet to make his final decision between Texas and Texas A&M. He's going to do that on National Signing Day, a big six foot six, 330-pound uh, offensive tackle who will be a major recruit for whoever lands him. I think that's probably the biggest storing line for in-state schools as we approach National Signing Day. He is Greg Powers. Before he- we go. Yes. I have a question. Okay. Rob Hadaway has a great question, and mm-hmm. I want to ask the expert yeah. before he leaves the room. I'll leave. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he saw, Rob Hadaway pointed out, uh, Ewers, the uh, freshman quarterback at uh, Southlake, mm-hmm. got an offer from yep. Michigan. To join an offer from Ohio State. Right. Uh, and I, he has one question, which is, how does this happen when you haven't played a varsity game? And my second question is, what do you think of that? As, as, as our recruiting expert. It's actually funny that you bring that point up because I was thinking about this very topic uh, earlier this week when yeah. I saw that Michigan offer come through <laughs> because, you know, um, 
Will Bowers, who was the South Lake quarterback this year, right. was the uh, the district offensive MVP, mm-hmm. picked up a walk-on offer from SMU, a preferred walk-on spot, right. and he's seriously considering that uh, as one of his school options. Um, but when you pulled the statistic up, you didn't see Quinn come into the game, right. you know, whenever he, right. he went down. So he doesn't really have any varsity right. tape experience. But what he does have is uh, the chance to go out and work in camps and and get his name on the radar. And he's a big kid with a big frame that can throw the football 75 yards. Right. <laughs> it's already documented right. and people can see it. And one thing that I will warn people about when you come to recruiting these offers are verbal offers until the colleges can mm-hmm. make them official on august 1st of the prospect's senior year right. so the offers aren't official until then so a lot of verbal offers can come in and are viewed different ways by different coaching staffs whether they're to crack the door open uh, to build a relationship with certain prospects or they're committable um could he commit to ohio state and michigan hopefully yes that's Right. what you'd mm-hmm. like to think right um but these are these are this is a prospect who everybody's going to know about he's a big time guy with a big arm and he's the next big thing at south lake carroll which is one of the top schools in texas high mm-hmm. school football no varsity tape to go off yet so we'll tbd on how high he'll rate or what other schools will come in the game for him but yeah. some of these out-of-state programs probably would like to get their foot in the door uh before he blows up all right. Now I'll do it. Yeah. It's Greg Powers from Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPower79. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Powers, we will see you next week. All right, we'll do it. Thanks for the questions, guys. That was awesome. There he goes. There's Powers. Get out. Go. Get out. <laughs> Just hanging around. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DZTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Get uh, all sorts of good stuff as an insider at TexasFootball.com from our friend Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. All sorts of good stuff. Two magazines as well for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Two magazines a year's worth of content at TexasFootball.com slash insider. So check that out. Down in McAllen this weekend, Matt Stepp was a, at the City of Palms Coaches Clinic talking with a number of coaches down there, including PSJA Memorial Coach David Brown. Uh, step caught up with Coach Brown for a little bit. Here's our conversation with David Brown of PSJA Memorial here on Texas Football Today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the City of Palms Coaches Clinic here with the new head coach of the PSJ Memorial Wolverines, Coach David Brown. Uh, coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. I uh, appreciate you being here. Thanks for stopping me. All right, congratulations on, on the gig, obviously. Uh, and, uh, first time as, as a head football coach in the state of Texas, uh, if I'm correct, right? That is correct. Okay, uh, first, head coaching, first head coaching gig, so uh, congrats on that. When, when you uh, put in for the job and the job came open, what was it about the memorial job that really attracted you? Actually, second head coaching gig, first time as a high school head coach. So I was a college head coach. Okay. Were you, were you, here? you, you were in Missouri as yeah. a head coach, right? Yeah, Missouri S&T, okay. Rolla, Missouri, big engineering school. So that was the first shot at being a head coach. But okay. as far as Texas, I was, that's a whole different, different genre right there. We, we like to think it's a, it's a little bit different genre. What, what was it about the memorial job? What, you know, it's, it's, you know, they've, they've had some struggles in the past, but I, I know, you know you feel like you can get in there and, and hopefully uh, turn things around. What, what, what attracted you to the, to the, you did the job? I think the biggest thing when you look at the school district, you have four quality schools, and there's some, some 
really successful ones. Um, you know, the Bears, the Raiders, they win a lot of football games. And Southwest, they're, they're making their move up. So you kind of look at it like, why not us? Uh, it's open enrollment district. The kids grow up together. If you can win at those schools, why can't you win at Memorial? Same kind of kids, right? I mean, and the same resources and facilities that are available, right? Yeah, it's like one of the guys said, they all drink the same water. So we should be able to get it going. Now, you, you, you were the D.C. at Raymondville last year, uh, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, you guys had a, had a great year. Uh, you know, tough, tough. it's always tough when you leave one place and go to, go to a new thing. That's got to be the toughest thing. What, what was your message to the Raymondville kids when, when you let them know that you were leaving? That was actually the hardest part. It was, it was a short period of time. I was only there for a semester, but you grow really close to, to kids, and especially when you have success like that, um, you have a – a huge bond, a smaller school is 550 kids. You see everybody in the hallway. So you really go grow close to those guys. But I wouldn't be here having this opportunity if it wasn't for them. Because as a longtime college coach, you have to be a high school coach here in Texas before you can get an athletic coordinator head football coaching job. So to have that opportunity with them and to have success, that's what got me here. Now, you came to Texas four years ago. You've been here for a little while now. Uh, seems like you've really ingrained yourself in, in South Texas. You were at A&M Kingsville. You were at Raymondville. And now you're down here at, at PSJ Memorial. What is it about South Texas that's good for, your kid, for, for you and your family? Actually, for me, I, mean, I grew up in Los Angeles, California, so culturally it's uh, pretty similar. Um, I like to tell people that South Texas is pretty similar to San Antonio. Not as many white people and not zero brothers, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the way I look at it. But as far as Mexican food and barbecue – Love pretty it. good. It's pretty good. Yeah. You got any uh, any suggestions on places I need to go eat at yet? I'm actually still working on that part as far as uh, the, the go-to spots because there are a lot of places come highly recommended, but you really can't go wrong. Casablanca and Raymondville is pretty good, isn't it? That's definitely one of those you got to check off the list. Definitely. All right. Now, uh, now you're getting to know your kids. That's, that's always the toughest part about about going to new schools. You got to learn all the new kids and learn learn new faces, learn who the teachers are, right. all that good stuff. Make sure your kids are taking taking care of business in the classroom as well. Uh, what's going to be the focus with the off season? I mean, obviously, I would think it's it's you know getting st stronger, getting faster. But is there any real message you're going to have for your kids? Biggest thing for us is doing right. So it's wake up and waking up in the morning and winning every day. So getting to class on time. Uh, getting our homework assignments in, obviously doing athletic period, busting our tail, uh, just learning how to work. So it's being exact. So if we say touch the line, you got to touch the line. If you have to get five reps, you're getting five reps. So if we can just get used to winning every day, when it comes to game time, it's going to be a lot easier. All right. Now, uh, you're also learning the, the, the campus coordinator duties. You're, you're here, here at the clinic. You're making an appearance, but you're going to be kind of back and forth listening to lectures. But you also got to take care of business uh, being, your, being coordinator, going to some basketball games and cheering your, cheering your kids on. How exciting is that for you to get to watch some of your football players compete in the other sports? Actually, for us, that's one of our big things is making sure that our football players are playing other sports. Um, in the past, they've really been siloed. So it's making sure we have the multi-sport athletes because if you're going to be successful in anything across the board in your athletic program, you need all hands on deck. So just make sure guys are out there running track, that there are wrestlers, that they're out there hooping, playing uh, baseball, and obviously on the female side as well, having multi-sport athletes. So as a, as a new guy getting that going, it's, it's been a bit of a push here in these first three weeks, but I let our guys know that if you run track or play baseball, you get first dibs on jersey numbers. So we got a few more, <laughs> few more guys going out. There you go. Well, Coach, appreciate your time. Congratulations on the new gig, and uh, we look forward to seeing what your kids can do in 2019. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. There he is, David Brown, the head coach, the PSJ Memorial Wolverines. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time to chat with Matt Stepp down there at the City of Palms Coaches School in uh, McAllen. Mm -hmm. Up north, the DFW Coaches Clinic, uh, the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew was out in Grapevine talking with a number of coaches. One guy we caught up with, 
the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings, Coach Laban DeLay, after another solid year for the Vikings. Here is our conversation with Laban DeLay of Arlington Lamar here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the DFW Coaches Clinic in Grapevine here with the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings, Coach Laban DeLay. Coach, appreciate you taking a little bit of time uh, to chat with us. Um, you know, the 2018 season has come and gone. Oh, another, you know, it seems like every year we're talking with you guys, you guys are having a pretty solid season. I'm interested, you know, you're, you're, you guys are a program with such high standards. Uh, how would you assess, you know, your overall 2018? Um, it's another great year. You know, very excited for where we came from to where we're at right now. But as you mentioned, the standard keeps on getting raised every year. So um, looking forward to the 19 season already. Um, but, you know, we've, we've got some holes to fill, too. You know, we've lost four out of five offensive linemen, and those guys started 25 games for us the last two years. So got some holes to fill, but got a good nucleus of skill guys coming back. So we're excited. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the skill guys coming back. This is uh, That's always kind of been uh, – you know, when, when I think of Lamar football, I think I think hard-hitting in the trenches. You guys want to be the more physical team. Uh, how How is this year maybe going to be different for you with a, a group of skill guys that are maybe more of a known commodity as opposed to the, the big the big boys up front? Well, fortunately, we got Jack Dawson back as our quarterback. So he started as a sophomore and obviously this year. So he's gone two rounds deep, three rounds deep. So he's got a lot. So we're prepping those offensive linemen, maybe do a little bit more pass protection than we have in the running game as in the past. But... Uh, we'll get our run game going. It's just a matter of getting those guys some some experience. And um, like I said, we got some good talent. They're just not experienced right now. You know, I, it was such a banner year for Arlington ISD as a whole. It was a great, great year. You know, for you guys, uh, for you, you know, as a member of that Arlington ISD family, you know, how how fun is it for you to, to be part of now something that it's not just, you know, one team or two teams. It seems like every team in Arlington ISD is really thriving right now. That's right. Very competitive district. Um, besides that one night of the year, we're all very tight also. All the head football coaches and really all the staffs are pretty close. Um, so that does make it a family atmosphere and fun to go to work every day and um, mess around with those guys. But that one night of the year, we are, we are battling for it. But... Um, yeah, very proud of what AISD has done in the last few years. So, you know, we, we've become used to, to deep playoff runs from, from the Vikings. Uh, what is it going to take for, for you guys to, to make that next step? What, what, you know, when you, when you take a look at going forward in 2019, what's, what's the key for you guys to really uh, put that stamp on it of uh, making that next step? That's right. In our four years that we've been there, we've been three rounds deep and um, two rounds two years ago. So I just feel like that if we keep knocking at the door and that third round playing after Christmas, playing in December, you know, we're going to find a way to get through there. So uh, the kids understand what the standard is and they keep raising it, like I mentioned before. So I think, you know, I'm hopeful that we're going to bust through that third round in advance. You maybe petition the UIL to change regions. Have you thought about that? <laughs> it's a tough region, but, you know, you get out of that region and you get your, you have a chance to play for the big ones. So um, I, I, I'm a firm believer that a – tough non-district and a tough district prepares you for the playoffs so um i don't want to switch regions you know and, and uh, you know we're here at the, the dfw coaches clinic i'm really interested you know uh from your perspective for you and your staff what are you guys hoping to to gain from from events like this well first of all you get to see some guys you don't get to see every all the time so um some coaches that i coach with or coach against you know back in my early days but then also if you can pick up one nugget here or there from a lecture or you sit in the lobby and you just uh, trade ideas trade thoughts with someone else that's run the similar schemes or how to stop something um, it's all about growing and learning as an individual and growing and learning as a staff so i've got a uh, 
several of my guys from my staff are already here, and we're trying to pick other people's brains to try to make the Vikings better. And when are we going to get the Laban Delay lecture? <laughs> That's not coming this week, and they didn't want me to get up there on the stage today. Coach, appreciate your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. There he is, Laban DeLay, the head coach of the Arlington Lamar Vikings, catching up with us at the DFW Coaches Clinic in Grapevine this past weekend. Appreciate Coach DeLay hopping on with us, taking a little bit of time out of his busy schedule, uh, as it always is. And now, for the, not really the 700th time. No, this is only like the 70th time, 70th probably, time. or something like that. But, to close out episode 700, mm-hmm. we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Well, Here's the uh, here's the funny thing. This is going to be one of the weirdest final thoughts ever. Love it. I, and I know into you, it. I know you're here for so it. So into it. Um, I want to start first with a point that uh, a challenge that Miziel brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, are, is anyone going to do the how long can we go without finding out who won the Super Bowl challenge? This you know year? what? That's really interesting. And I, I brought it. I bring it up specifically because I know your situation this year is different than normal. So normally, um, normally I have a uh, my, my wife and I have a Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. um, and we have folks over, and obviously the game is on that's kind of the point well this year is different because well we have a we have a newborn child we've got two-month-old hank at home um and so we we made a decision a long time back in like july i was like okay we're gonna take the year off of the super bowl party well now it gets even more hairy because mm-hmm. my wife is a st louis sin st louis sites saint st louis st louisan st louisan so she is not particularly fond of the Rams at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And as a result, I don't think I, I think if I went to her and I said, you know what? Why don't we watch something else? She'd be down. I think she'd be down. And I I don't really care. You guys know this that the NFL, like I'm an NFL agnostic. Yep. I, you know, I appreciate yep. the product, but I don't have to sit down mm-hmm. and lock in. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna consider it. I gotta see but but here's the thing. I will consider it, but you should all also know that um you should all also know that my uh, my wife gets total veto power over this. That if she goes, no, I want to watch the game, then guess what? We're watching the game. Yeah. So um, I will Consider take a it. soft accept right. to Consider that challenge, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, I will not be doing that because yeah. it's an excuse for me to watch football and eat food, and I always uh, I'm gonna eat food. I, I always take. Well, I, I like the combination. But what if I eat food and like watch Gremlins? I'm look. I'm okay. You can do that. Um. As to your second question, Miziel, I am never that confident as a sports fan in anything. I will not be confident in anything until a trophy is being lifted over the correct team's head. So we're not even going to go there, buddy. No, QPR, second, guys, no, I'm sorry. QPR is in like 14th yeah, in the they're championship. Not, they're not going to make it this they're year, slipped, But, but got a replay with Portsmouth for oh. the, F in the FA Cup. And if but, they win that, then they get Watford at oh, home, which is winnable. You would think it is. You would think it is. Watford's actually pretty tricky, but that's not that's neither here nor there. Now, the most important thing, and this is why it got weird. Yeah. Somehow, me interrupting you at the end of Powers turned into, and I kid you not, multiple comments about that turned from you reprimanding me after the show for interrupting you mm-hmm. to cage match to who would win that cage match, mm-hmm. what kind of cage match would it be, which mm-hmm. is the incorrect and least exciting debate. Because what I, me and Tepper in a cage match isn't that exciting. It's, it's not. just not. What what the cage match I want? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want it. But if you're, if we're talking, if we're cage talking matches. cage matches, the entire Dave Campbell staff 
versus Matt Stepp in a cage match. Yeah. Who wins? Because like, that's the only time it gets interesting if you're taking the field versus Matt Stepp. Right, because the thing Giant is... Giant monster essentially, man. Essentially, that is like fighting a bear. Yeah. You're, you're fighting a man who's half bear, half man. Yeah. Um, so are we talking... When we talk the entire staff, we're talking me, you, Ish, Shahan... I I will take the, I will take the whole not ju- I will take the whole staff the bosses Kendall everyone Kendall's wily though Kendall might be the X factor but that's I want her on my team I want I her on my know. team All that's I'm saying tough. is that's the most that's exciting the most cage. exciting cage match You're you're not dreaming big enough yeah. uh, in any other scenario uh, it, It's got to be the Royal Rumble but really just Matt versus everyone I agree. before it gets interesting I agree Yeah I agree There'd be a lot of bloodshed Yeah. Sure. Probably not much by bat, but yeah. we might get him. Yeah. So there'd be a few of us gnawing at his ankles. Yeah. You know, trying to get his Achilles. Yeah. Kendall would, like, come up with a great plan of, like, how to attack him. It'd be, like, the most obvious thing. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, wow, that's dastardly yeah. and genius. And yeah. we were like, why didn't we think of that? Because we're we just We'd just start talking about how much we love, like, Crowley. And it yeah. would just make him really mad or something like that. As an Everman girl. Alito. Yeah. Isn't uh, Alito great? Yeah. Isn't you know, man. They're just so much better as a Fort Worth area power than Everman <laughs> ever could have been. <laughs> oh my god, here he comes. <laughs> that is gonna do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. For the 700th time, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. That was